Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni, and today we have Carlo Mingano discussing his latest book. Hi, Carlo. How are you? Uh, Hi, Mildred. How are you? Good. Um, Yeah, so I've been to some of your video seminars and seen video that you've done, but what I'd like to do is start off, just give you a little bit of your background, and then tell us about the book. I'm sorry, what was your question? Yeah, why don't you just give us a little background and um, and then start telling us about the book. Well, as far as myself, uh, I came to the United States when I was 16. I've been here a long time. I went to high school here. I went to college. I went to... Uh, the military service. I joined the Coast Guard for four years. And I've been doing different things. And one of the things that I've been spent a lot of time with has been writing. So uh, the first uh, big publication for me was only a few days ago. Uh, Brandon Books published one of my novels. And, and we'll uh, have links to we'll have links to all those too at the end. And um but yeah, so why don't you start telling us about the book? Well the book is one of those books that kind of forced itself on me. <laughs> I wanted to write books. I wanted to challenge myself I also felt I had things to say, and uh, I wrote other things before I finally wrote the book that we're going to discuss. Uh, Like I said, I was trying to spend time writing about other things, but there was something in my mind, in my subconscious mind, that was forcing itself on me, and uh, sooner or later... I had to follow that voice, I had to follow that urge, and I had to write this book called Quest for Yesterday, which is it's a semi-autobiographical book. So it's not 100% biographical, it's not 100% fiction, it's somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Even though I would say that the essence of it, the essence is pretty much autobiographical. The events, the names, you know, the facts, a lot of it is fiction. A lot of it I invented, I embellished, because I wanted to make some points with the book, but at the same time, I wanted the book to be easy to read. I wanted the, I wanted the book to be entertaining, because unless something entertains the public, it doesn't uh, uh, it doesn't have the proper appeal. So if you just want to be factual, uh, you can be factual, but you're not going to reach too many readers. By fictionalizing, sometimes, you will reach more people 
and you will succeed better in making whatever point you want to make. So how long did it take you to write it? Well, I started writing, I would say, approximately 30 years ago. (laughs) Uh, So off and on, off and on, it took me that much time. Uh, until finally I said, okay, this is as far as I'm going to go. And I decided uh, to stop writing and rewriting and editing and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, you know, there's always has to come a time when you say, okay, that's enough. But yes, mm-hmm. off and on, it took many, many years. Mm-hmm. And you had other things you were writing at the same time, but you would just come back to this. And did you work yes. on it? Did you work on it like once a year or little bits all along? Well, you know, sometimes I would write for uh, for weeks, like day after day for weeks, and mm-hmm. sometimes I would stop for uh, for a few months. And then I will go back, and every time I went back, I I would write things in a different way. In mm-hmm. other words, you know, you you as time goes by, you grow, you mature. So when you're writing a book, you know, this is this is this is what happens. You write, and you think that you know what you're writing. You think you know what you want to say. But when mm-hmm. you go back to it, you know, a few months later or a couple of years later, you see things in a in a totally different light. And mm-hmm. then the book doesn't seem right anymore. So it's, it's unbelievable. As you evolve, the book evolves. Uh, I, I find it amazing, actually, that you held on to it and didn't lose it if you've had it that long. <laughs> Um, uh, because that's a long time to have it and and work on it and like you say nurture it. Um, so do you want to discuss some of the theme of the, or the major of the book or? Well, see this. I started writing the book uh, when I was going through some crisis of mine. Mhm. And I felt that it was time for me to give in to the urge to write a book because I didn't want to write about myself. I had so many other ideas, but I just didn't want to write about myself. But again, uh, at that moment of crisis, I said I give in. I said, okay, maybe I should write the book, and maybe I will learn something that will help mm-hmm. me to get over, you know, the crisis that I'm going through at the present time. And uh, so it was kind of therapeutic. Mm -hmm. It gave me me an insight into who I was, who, who I wanted to be. 
So it was an amazing experience. I, you know, people used to tell me, what's going to happen to the book? Are you going to publish it? Are you going to make money? Are you going to do this and that? And I would say, look, I already got everything I wanted to get from the book. I mm-hmm. wanted to learn about myself. I succeeded doing that. I enjoyed the process of writing it. So as far as I'm concerned, if nothing happens, I'll be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Or somebody picked it up, they published it. So I will be, uh, I hope a lot of people read it. I hope a lot of people can learn from it just the, just the way I did. Um, you know, you talk about you found someone to publish it. So you didn't self-publish it. Did you go looking for publishers, or did someone find you, or how did that work? No, I, I did not self-publish it. Uh, someone introduced me to the publisher, and uh, he read the book. He liked it, and he decided that he wanted to publish it. I was not actively looking to publish the book. It, mm-hmm. it, it happened almost by coincidence. It was a you know a happy thing, but uh, I uh, I didn't spend too much time trying to find a publisher. Just like I've done other things in my life, and uh, I enjoy the process. I enjoy uh, accomplishing my goals, my artistic goals. And many times after that, I I stop. I don't really pursue uh, the the marketing of it. Mm -hmm. And this happened the same way. I was not really marketing the book, but it happened and I'm happy it, it happened this way. Right. Well, and the reason I'm asking you is because I I think for many of us, um, there we feel like there's we've got books in us, <laughs> you know, and so um, and then in especially in today's self-publishing digital world, um, where it is sometimes easier to publish online, but to actually find a publisher. Um, you know, people people ask, um, uh, you know, how do how do other people publish? What do you think? And um, so that's why I was wondering. But you obviously people knew you had the book, and so it sounds like someone introduced you to somebody else who was a publisher because they knew you had the book, and you know, you had put it out to friends. And so it just kind of rippled out there, um, yes, which is good, that, you know. Yes, that, um, that's, that's exactly how it happened. You described yeah. it. And uh, so, and and during this time, now I've seen you. You did that film about um, the street kids, um, South America, wasn't it? Was it South America? Where was that? That film that you did? Well, that was in Bolivia, and mm-hmm. the name of the film was uh, "City of Eternal Spring." Mm-hmm. Right. And so, do you find if you're involved in another major project, 
did it you know do you focus on one major project at a time or do you try and keep you know three or four going at a time i usually have more than one project going at a time mhm yeah like uh, at the same time that i was working on the documentary yeah, i was doing other things i was writing uh, uh plays comedies mostly so um, I, that, that's that's the process that I that I find easy for me. I mm-hmm. I do not stay with one project until it's finished. I'm usually working on two or three projects at the same time, and then uh, I finish them almost at the same time as well. Mm. Well, that's uh, interesting. That's, that's the process that works for me. For some people, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you know, and you never know until you try it. You know, you try if you're doing two things or three things and it's not working, you know, and then try something different. Um, And uh, I also went to several of your um, filmmaking workshops, which Mm -hmm. I, I have to tell you, I really learned a lot, even about... I'll see something that, you know, watching the camera and, and you know, focusing, you know, the camera and the people in a shot. And, I, you know, every once in a while I, I say, oh, yeah, that's where I learned from your workshops just what exactly that was happening. And um, I think, so it's funny, but I think you gave excellent workshops on, you know, on how to do some of your own videos, which is so much a part of things uh, today, no matter what your field. Uh, yes, as far as the workshops, uh, I graduated in uh, filmmaking. I have a master's degree from NYU. And uh, so I took lots of courses in uh, filmmaking, and I did many projects myself. So what I did, I kind of uh, distilled all the important uh, things that a filmmaker needs to know. So what I tried to do during the workshops is to uh, is to tell my students in uh, in a very short time all the essential things that they needed to know in order to make it a film or a video that will look very professional. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I guess, you know, for those who really listened to the lectures and tried to apply, it, it most likely worked because whatever I was teaching was based on my own experience and my own discoveries about what works and what doesn't work when you try to communicate through images, such as mm-hmm. video and film. Mm-hmm. No, it was great, honestly. I, that's why I say I see even today I'll be watching something, and it's something you talked about, and I'll think of you because it'll be exactly, oh, this goes this way, that's this way, you know. And uh, so um, I, I really enjoyed your workshops. Um that that I was able to go to. Um, so what are you working on now? 
what am I working on now? Uh, until recently, I was working on another novel, which actually I started before Quest for Yesterday. Ah. And uh, I finished it. Well, actually, I thought I had finished it a long time ago, but I revisited it. I re-edited it, and uh, I, my again, my publisher read that one as well, and he's going to publish it in the next few weeks. So that's oh wow! So that's going to be very exciting. As far as what I'm working, what I'm working on right now, uh, I'm I'm not working on any specific project. Uh, Just kind of regrouping? Yes. Yes, I'm going to have to regroup. But but I can tell you what's important to me, which is part of the theme of Quest for Yesterday. What's important to me is the mind, the the dynamics of the mind. Uh, Each one of us, has tremendous mental powers. We can uh, actually, to a great extent, determine our destiny and determine how we feel about life every single day, no matter what happens. So if I were to start a, a new project, it would probably focus on this how you can use this incredible tool that we all have, which is the mind, to shape our lives. And Quest uh, for Yesterday has many themes, but I think that the underlying theme, the goal of the book was to make the reader uh, aware of this power that we all possess, because I discovered it as I was writing the book. Like I said, I was not writing the book. It was almost like it was not my choice. You know, something just compelled me to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and as I did it, I discovered that if I used my mind properly, I could be a much better person, a much happier person. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the readers will see that. They Hopefully the book will empower the readers to, this, you know, to discover this tremendous power and to apply it so they can live a fuller life. And it's Do not... you feel? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Do you ahead. feel like you're directing it at any particular age group? Do you think it's more towards or just anybody, whatever age bracket they're in? Well, I don't know if teenagers will relate to it. 
because this self-questioning usually doesn't happen until you are in your early 30s. Mm -hmm. People from the early 30s and on will gain a lot more than a younger group. But it depends on the individual maturity. Mm -hmm. You could be a teenager, you could be in your 20s, and if you are mature enough and if you have experienced life more intensely than anybody else in your age group, then you could get a lot lot from it as well, I believe. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm really looking forward to reading it. It should be especially, you know, knowing you, but then, you know, all the things that you're talking about. Um did you did you find did you find when you were editing, did you have another editor or you just gave it over to the publisher and he published it the way you wrote it? Yeah, it was not edited by anyone. I mean mm. I I wrote the book, I rewrote it several times. I edited many times. But I, at the end, I would have liked for uh, someone else to edit because uh, another person might see things that you miss. But the publisher felt that that was not needed. So he published, mm-hmm. he, didn't change any, he didn't change anything. He published mm-hmm. just, the, just the way I gave him the manuscript. Mhm. Did you write it? <clears throat> is it is it the type of book that would be made into a movie? Did you see that in your head as you were writing it? See, Being a filmmaker. <laughs> well, actually, about four years ago, I made a short movie. Uh, well, first I turned the book the way it was back then. Uh, I wrote a screenplay. And then, based on the screenplay, uh, I made a 20-minute film because at that time I wanted to see if uh, a producer would be interested. So I wanted to give them an idea of what the final product will look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing happened because, again, I stopped marketing it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get tired because you know, I write the book, I wrote the book, I wrote the screenplay, I made the movie. Now I should have marketed it. And I just cannot do everything myself. So, so I stopped, you know. I didn't let the Yeah, honestly, I think, I think that just relates to a lot of how things are. Uh, today, you know, uh, it doesn't matter what your field is. It's hard to do it all, you know, mm-hmm. and do it all right. And especially, you know, being the book, a movie, creating the screenplay, that's a lot of emotional and and energy-focused pieces of work. And to do the marketing, then it, it's almost better to hand it off here, take it, thank you very much, <laughs> You know, and let it go. Somebody else who is, that's more their field, um, especially with a, a project like this that's, you know, so um, personal and, and, and such a creative piece. Um, so I, I do know what you mean about things taking over. Sometimes 
like if I'm doing a, a diagram, and uh, sometimes they just come out, even if it's not for the particular company that I'm working on a project for. Something it'll just it'll just become clear. And so what I try and do sometimes, you know, I, you can't do that all the time, but I just say, okay, let it go, let it rip, you know, and I just put it together real quick because it just all came together at that point and was clear. So um, uh, I can see how that's while you're working on things, you say it takes over. Uh, so I, I understand what you mean. Sometimes it just, it's there, you know, and you can't ignore it. So, um, what, um, did you, did you let any of your family read it before it was published or you would edit and just not show anybody? Well, two of my friends read the book and one of them read the book about, oh, at least seven years ago. Then someone else read the book about four years ago. And they liked it, and uh, they encouraged me to try to publish it. So they didn't do any editing or anything like that. They just felt that the book flowed very nicely, and uh, it could just stay the way it was, which probably they were right. I kept changing things because I kept maturing. I kept mm-hmm. learning from life. So I found new ways of looking at things. But I guess from an outsider, an outsider probably would have considered the book done um, much sooner than I did. Yeah. But that's all right. Now it's done and you've got the next one all done so uh um you know it's done that's that's a good thing and and i know what you mean about you can edit you can always re-edit something so time is i always say time is the ultimate editor you know it reaches a point where you got to give it to somebody or somebody's waiting for it or you know and you say enough okay oh well (laughs) here it goes so um all right. So, what do you uh, you're you're kind of looking for projects right now? Is that where we could sum it up with? Uh, I I don't know. See, see what I you mentioned uh, movies. See, this book lends itself very well, you know, for for a movie. As a matter of fact, I have a screenplay already in place. So, if someone would give you know, would approach me and uh, try to turn this into a movie. That would be the ideal project for me mm-hmm. right now. Um, like I said, uh, also right, right now I'm, I'm just kind of resting. If I decide to write another book, it will probably the theme will probably be the same as Quest for Yesterday. Mm-hmm. But, but perhaps more focused. Because quest for yesterday gets to the point where it needs to get uh, by taking several detours. So the next one will probably go 
know, straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Straight to the point, which not only give away the story, but ultimately the point is it's about self-discovery, which I think is all we need to do. We we think we know ourselves. Sometimes we think we know. Sometimes uh, when we are honest, we know that we know very little about ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, discovering yourself, I think, is the most important thing that you can achieve in your life. You know, if you can come, you'll never... You'll never discover yourself completely. You'll never know yourself completely. I don't think it's possible. But if you come to a, a place where you are comfortable with the knowledge that you have about yourself and your relationship to life, then consider yourself among the lucky ones. Mm-hmm. And, and and this, I said, if I continue to write, that would probably be the the predominant theme of my fusion. Mm-hmm. Well, we only have about 30 seconds, so I'd like to thank you very much and wish you much luck. Uh, we'll be posting all your contact information so that people can find the book and find you and um, and and follow your uh publishing career here. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Madrid. And uh, I hope people pick up the book and I hope that they really enjoy it. And I will see you when you publish the next one. So (laughs) thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye.